and welcome everyone to the Masters of Modern Podcast. I am not Alex Kessler. He is not Ben Bateman. I am Renee Grano, and that is a special guest, Eli Loveman. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Eli. Uh, for those of you guys, uh, Alex and Ben are not here. I think Ben is traveling right now. Alex, I think, is doing dad stuff. So um, I just want to thank you, everybody, for coming in. I really appreciate it. Eli, thank you so much for coming. I wanted to, I've been wanting Eli to be on the show for a long time with us uh, here on the podcast and obviously with Alex or Ben. But, um, you know, uh, Eli and I, I have a cool story because him and I actually play at the same LGS. Uh, Eli is actually a pro player, which is super cool to play against him. I usually lose most of the time when I play against Eli, but that's okay because I tend to learn a lot of that. But I get to learn things I didn't know beforehand. But um, yeah, I just want to say thank you, Eli, for coming in. And why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us where everybody can find you, what you do, and yeah, just give us the 411 on Eli Loveman. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm Eli Loveman. I uh, won a Modern Pro Tour four or five years ago. Uh, I have some articles. Uh, you can find them on Channel Fireball. And uh, my Twitter is uh, BlackShirtMan, although I don't really post too much anymore. Yeah, I, I don't I do not do the same anymore either. I should be, but I have a lot of things running in my head. I just don't do that, though. But so today we're gonna so over the weekend uh, we're recording this the weekend uh, the Monday leading after the Denver Regionals at DreamHack and Eli was um, awesome enough to join to be there and so we're gonna be talking about the modern format and where it's at and what Eli thinks should change and not change and should we have bannings should we not have bannings what we're looking for in the future any new cards that you think might be interesting to play but before we go through that before we start talking about all these wonderful cards and all these awesome things that, that we'll be uh, talking about on the show today uh a sh- couple shout outs to our sponsors uh tcg player um there's a link in the bottom of the show notes uh tcg player has been sponsoring our show for quite some time so thank you so much for uh for sponsoring the masters of modern and click that link when you click that link it'll save that on your browser it'll show it'll you know, how, let them know that we sent you guys, as well as Kesco, Kes Toys and Games is also sponsoring the show. Uh, don't forget Sonic, the Sonic game that's coming out soon. We also got the Spy X family, which is cool. I think the Sonic game's already out. Sorry, I sorry, Alex. I don't, I don't know a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff, but that's also out. So please check that out when you guys have a chance. I I believe it's at Barnes and Noble, a bunch of cool stuff like that. And also, you can find us on the internet at the MM Podcast. I believe we're the MM Podcast on. TikTok, and then everywhere else is the MMCast, where you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, everywhere else. Uh, I usually, if Ben or Alex aren't using it, I'm usually the one posting clips or podcast clips or anything else that Alex posts. I will more than likely repost it over on TikTok or repost it on the MMCast TikTok or the Instagram or Twitter. So yeah, please join us there. Uh, Do a lot of fun stuff there. So Eli, so why don't we just go ahead and start talking about uh, how your weekend went? How'd you do? Uh, We can talk about some of the... I'm going to let you just go ahead and take the reins because I know... We've talked about this before. You have a lot to talk about when it comes to modern. So yeah, I've definitely. Yeah. I've been doing. I did a lot of prep for the RC because I was. I, I it was modern and, and I'm kind of a, a specialist, so I thought it'd be my time to shine. I didn't really have the result that I was looking for. I went kind of like a middling nine and five. I ended up playing um, Golgari Yogmas just because I had played the deck a lot before and it was definitely uh, very well or very well positioned, even though there's a bad Rhinos matchup. I think if I had to do it again, I probably might have had more second thoughts about Living End. I think that was probably the best choice for the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, the the format is definitely kind of uh, stuck right now between Yogmoth and different shardless, like different Cascade strategies. Like Rhinos was the most played deck, and basically all of the uh, regionals that happened this weekend: Canada, Japan, uh, the United States, and then mm-hmm. Yogmoth was in second place uh rhinos is kind of uh the the rhinos def- has a good yogmoth matchup and that's kind of like the big selling point and then yogmoth is kind of it's very tough to attack uh it's it, except with like a bunch of evasive creatures like a bunch of big evasive creatures really fast which uh living end and rhinos can do so the format's kind of caught between uh uh, the Shardless Agent decks and the Yawgmoth decks right now. Uh, it's interesting. I was talking to um, a friend of ours, and he we were talking about how I was looking at the Yawgmoth combo decks, and they don't have any sort of uh, spell removal. And I think how Gris is most of a catch-all. And I actually think that playing against uh, Yawgmoth combo decks uh, somewhat often when we play Modern, I noticed that I think 
I personally, I feel that that might be one of the biggest issues in the deck just because it does so much. It protects itself. It removes something. It, it's just, it's all around just a good card. And it's so easy to tutor for, right? With your court of callings and just the, the fact that it's a creature outside of it being on the battlefield. How do you feel about, what do you think would be, if we were, if you were to pick one card in the deck outside of being the Yawgmoth deck, what the Yawgmoth card itself, what do you think would be the biggest issue that the deck, um, that people have, the, the, the hardest issues that people have to go up against it? I actually yeah, so, think uh, it's, yeah. Looking at, yeah, if you like look at the deck, it was all legal before Modern Horizons 2. Like, you could mm-hmm. play all, like, the Young Old Court of the Calling, Yawgmoth. Like, all of, like, the key pieces, like, all the pieces, the, the key pieces of the combo were legal. But it was never, like, uh, like a, that strong of a deck until they printed Gris, because it gave you, like, this way to make, it, it just let you generate resources with the plus one, and then it was, yeah, it's like a, it's like a strong answer when combined with uh, all of the fodder. Uh, it makes the minus two, like, have an irrelevant cost like you mm-hmm. see people will play like gen decks and they'll have like a grist in there but like what are you gonna do you, are you really gonna sack your tarmogoyf to like kill my tarmogoyf like yeah <laughs> like that's not a, a good exchange yeah, yeah I, it's it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting idea because a three mana kill spell isn't as strong as let's just say like if you were to just cite it an assassin trophy right so that's why i think when it comes to grit when it comes to the to the yagmoth deck in general like the fact that a key piece has now become grist and it's like you have the ability to do anything with that card. I it's just it it's so good. Like, and I, I'm a huge Gris fan. Like, I I love Gris. Excuse me, I love Gris. But yeah, when I see that hit the ground, it, when I see that hit the battlefield, it's 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 a hard it's a hard pass. <laughs> yeah, hard it's to deal like, with. It's just you think like, oh, they're just one ones, and then like all of a sudden there's like they have three of them, and they're just like, wait, hold up, I got it. Then they draw, then they sack them and draw three cards. Like, oh wait, hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, oh yeah. I you know Yogmoth itself. I think because. I think Yawgmoth itself is such a is such a versatile card, but like you said, the fact that gri- that the deck itself was legal even before Modern Horizons Two was there, and creating that key piece in Grizz, I think has created like this weird not this weird but this very powerful deck that just do. Would you feel like if they got rid of Grist in some random some random Monday on bannings, oh Grist is gone? Do you think the deck is still formidable? Uh, I think like part of the the part of like the what makes yeah like part of what decks that makes the deck powerful is that it's so hard to attack because like if you just play like a ton of removal you're gonna like you might win some games where they go like delighted halfling wall of roots yawgmoth and but and but you just like kill the creatures they play but sometimes they're gonna go like young wolf like yeah like they're gonna go like young wolf wall of roots grist and then like you're gonna, you're gonna like you're gonna it'll push all these insect tokens and then mm-hmm. yeah so i the banning Gris, I think, would probably like relegate the deck to like definitely not tier one anymore. I, that's like such a yeah, like that, that's the linchpin card of the deck, like secretly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you were talking about how Crashing Football, the Rhinos deck, is actually how the combo deck is actually a good matchup for 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 Rhinos. Why do you why is it such a good matchup? Well, okay, so like we were, you were talking about like um how, how like. Gris like can solve all your problems, but mm-hmm. like the one problem that Gris doesn't solve is two is like a, 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 an army in a can a, a, going wide like that, mm-hmm. and you like it doesn't deal with both rhinos at the same time and only kills one at a time. So, and then the rhino tokens have trample, so you can't really like like it, it, if you see decks like Tribal Zoo or Hammer Time that like make giant creatures, you just like throw a young wolf under the bus, and then like they spent their whole turn like getting rid of half of your card, like you, you getting rid of half of your card. Uh, but the Rhino tokens, they have trample, so they don't they get around that. So that's why the Rhino deck is uh, well positioned against Yogmoth, because you 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 your your creatures don't die to Yogmoth activations. They're too big. They're four fours. They don't get chump block. They have trample. There's two of them. They don't die to Grist. Like you see, like Murktide Regent would be a like otherwise problematic threat for Yogmoth because it flies and it's big, but it just gets gristed. So that's why Rhinos is uh, so well positioned to the Yogmoth. And what about the other Cascade deck? How do you feel about living in dealing? Because I, I was watching the finals yesterday, or the uh, yes, yesterday, right? I was yeah. watching the living in matchup against uh, against against the combo deck, and I felt that living has a very favorable matchup just because of the fact that you know just you have so many big beaters, right? And I, by that point, once they cast living in, I mean, yeah, your Gris is there, but if Gris is on the battlefield, I mean, there's nothing for him to sac- nothing for Gris to sacrifice to destroy. So, so I, mean, I think it's just very easy to reanimate. Lot, yeah. There's a lot of lopsided games in that matchup because 
living in either in, tends to like win in a in a giant twenty power alpha swing, or like they just get their spell countered or graveyard hated. With Yogmoth, it's um tricky because it's kind of like if you ever played Living End Affinity back in the day, and the Arcbound Ravager is the best card in Affinity, not because it like combos with anything, just because it if when they cast Living End, you just dump all your stuff in the graveyard and then it comes back. And Yogmoth, the Yogmoth matchup's kind of the same way. So if the Yogmoth player can play Yogmoth before the Living End comes down, you just like, all right, in response to Living End, sack Wallroot, sack Delighted Happening, sack Young Wolf, and then like I draw three cards, hopefully find another Yogmoth, and then all my mana comes back into play, and then I can like maybe like combo kill you afterward. Mm-hmm. The problem is that it's you can't play Yogmoth before they play Living End if they're on the play. So that's pretty die rolly. Uh, whoever make whoever makes their big play first usually wins. Living End recently has also been like making a lot of little like little card choices here and there, so that uh, they have a good like a, a, a better Yogmoth matchup. Before it was kind of dicey for them because mm-hmm. Yogmoth has like main deck endurance and like this easy way to like if like you don't living in it, like this easy way to beat a Living End if the game goes lo- a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Now you see them playing. Um, for subtlety in the main so that they can like counter endurance and yogmoth and then just cast living ended win you see people switch their like uh selection of the cyclers like a lot of decks had um four copies of oliphant because that uh, when it comes into play it's a big trampler once again mm-hmm. it's just like rhinos where the trampler matters a lot if you just put like a uh, stripe riverwinder into play like that's no good because It'll just get blocked. So the Oliphant yeah. is also pretty big. So, yeah, because the yeah. Oliphant gives uh, other creatures trample as well, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So if you have a if you ha- if you do have a strike if you don't have two stripe river winders but you have a river winder and an elephant then it's like what sixteen uh, eleven it's like thirteen trampling power mm-hmm. and yeah no no amount of young wolves is going to save you from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you it'll be able to eat a minimum of two to three, but that's that's yeah. all you got. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I'll take ten to the face. Yeah, exactly. Something else I can't really do about that. So why don't we talk about how what your experiences were at the tournament? Obviously, um, unfortunately, right, we weren't you weren't able to get the whole way through. But I would like to know what your thoughts are on the modern metagame now that you're now that you've gone through a really big, you know, the Denver regionals, um, and I believe you're going to a second one at the end of the month, right? Or this upcoming Chicago, right? Yeah, there there'll, there'll be modern tournaments there. Although I'll be I'll be uh, playing some standard as well. So okay, so I'd love to. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on the modern metagame. Maybe is there a deck that, you know, you feel can kind of really make a push right now based on what on what the meta is looking like? Uh, hopefully it's Amulet Titan, but I doubt it would be. <laughs> but uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? on What are your thoughts on the modern meta? I mean, I have some thoughts on the modern meta, but I'd love to hear what you have to say first. Yeah. So the metagame is kind of caught is like kind of like as we've been talking about, like it's kind of caught between the, the Cascade decks and Yawgmoth. It's hard to find a deck that lines up well against both um like the cards that you want against cascade are like supreme verdict to answer their board after they cascade or like spell pierce to like counter the card that they're going to cascade into ledger shredder as like a threat that like triggers when they uh play two spells when they cascade these kinds of cards just like don't really line up that well against yawgmoth like the spot removal that handles rhinos is like okay against Yogmoth, like supreme verdict you cast supreme verdict and then you kill a couple mana dorks but like the young wolf comes back there's still a Christian play pumping at one ones they draw three cards in response to your wrath like that doesn't work like spell pierce like there's you can't spell pierce gris because it's a creature like we talked about earlier mm-hmm. like yep good luck spell piercing a court of calling like yeah. they have like 12 mana by the time they're yes yeah, by that mana. time yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and then like the cards that like line up well against Yogmoth, like it's very tricky like uh like like flyers like dragon if you can get a dragon rage channeler out like delirious pretty quickly or like a murktad regent with counterspell backup like those things are good but then like like those cards like living end doesn't care about any like either of those cards it just dies mm-hmm. to living end and then yeah. Rhinos has like lots of like uh uh Bounce spells uh, like Odawara, or sometimes Brazen Bar, or Dead Gone to take care of like flyers like that. So it's really hard to like find a way to attack both decks at the same time. So I think that it's not like a huge problem right now, but if things keep going like this, they might need to do something about it. 
Um, with the betting of Fury a couple a few weeks ago, uh, I I think a lot of people were excited on the idea that like, oh my gosh, now we're able to have more of a aggressive go wide strategy, more tribal decks, right? More more uh, you know humans we thought was going to come back. Uh, Domain Zoo does get some play. Like if you look at the MTG Goldfish metagame website, uh, metagame page, it does say that you know you do have some really interesting decks, but obviously with like with the fact that you have like Orcish Bowmaster and you still have Renin Six, even though Renin Six doesn't see as much play as it used to, which is very interesting to me, by the way, the fact that Renin Six is getting pushed out. It's like, how is this getting pushed yeah. out? It's, and that's like one of the strongest top three planeswalkers in my opinion of all time. And it's getting pushed out. Like it's, it's crazy to me to think that the three, not including Oko, but the other three best planeswalkers ever, in my opinion, have all been pushed out of the modern meta because it's just so, it's just so like mad efficient and hyper intensive. It's it's so interesting. It's it, anyway that that's just a a side thought on there. But um, do you think that banning fury was the right idea for the modern meta? I mean, because nothing's really changed in that retro in in, in retrospect, right? I mean, yeah, it kind of was like you kind of just shuffled like so you took like you you kind of took like you like you had like okay so before fury we had like be, like beanstalk decks uh, that were like all built around like. Solitude and Fury being your interaction, and then mm-hmm. you didn't have to actually pay the cost of discarding a card because you got the card back. You got the card and back. Then Fury also gave you, like, it also made Rakdos Scam the best deck because it gave you, like, redundancy on something to combo. It uh, gave you eight ways to combo off with, like, you're not dead after all instead of just the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, without Fury around, it's kind of just, like, switched from, like, Scam being the top deck to be, being, like, maybe, like, fifth, and then, like, Rhinos and Yawgmoth, like, switching places, like, Going for like like that, I still th- I do think Fury was not okay though, because like it broke like all those pitch elementals. Like the rule is that like oh I'm trading a card in my hand to cast it for free, and then I get like I two for one myself to answer your card for free. But Fury broke like Fury was the only one that broke that rule because like you you discard a re- you pitch a red card and then you Fury and then you kill like both their Daffy Boy Walkers and like okay well you're not that's not card disadvantage like yeah. Yeah. It, like it was the only one that I think was like, I think they're all, I think all of them are, were well designed except for Fury. I just like it, it. It just broke the rule. Like you're not you. It didn't two for one yourself when you cast it. Like yeah. If any yeah you you if anything it was an it was an even trade. Like you said, if there's two Dante, the fact that you can get rid of two X one creatures or X two creatures on the board, it was very interesting to be like, oh well, those are gone. And guess yeah, what? God, for, God forbid they have three things. And then yeah, you're, like, you're just pulling ahead for free. Like yeah, yeah exactly. Like that's yeah. I I, I okay. get that part. I, I guess the idea for me was once fear was gone, and now that Renetics has been pushed out, the to me I just said, oh, that's going to give an advantage to creature base decks, right? But I mean, it's obviously Ragavan is still kind of thing to be played, but it's also kind of interesting to see that to see that even without Fury, that Ragavan. The Dragon Rage Channeler, all those cards are not. I, I wouldn't say they're getting pushed out, but they're not as prevalent as prevalent as it was yeah. earlier in the year or last year. So that's just a really interesting like stake of where the modern meta is right now. Um, again, I I think it could be an issue, like you said. I mean, it depends on where everything goes. I mean, if you look at the top eight from Denver, I think it was three Gogari decks, uh, three Yagma decks that were in the top eight. Then you had a Living End deck, and then you had I think it was two Team Rhino decks. I was a little disappointed because Amulet Titan was just pushed out. It was in ninth place. I saw that. A little disappointed, but it is what it is. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's interesting to me to see where the modern meta is. I feel at the same time, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've always felt this way, so I'm actually kind of glad you're on the podcast because I, I do have a question for you. So as a pro player, do you feel that this sort of meta is exactly what pro players are looking for? Or would you rather see more of an open pool? Because I, I feel like you get that on both ends, right? Like you have casual players who talk about, well, I want to be able to brew. Because that's that's a conversation that Alex and I had, um, I want to say a couple of years ago on the podcast about how whether modern or not is, whether modern is no longer a brewer's format. Because now it's so hyper-intensive that it, it's hard for you to cast a Knight of the Reliquary on turn three, right? Because I'm a big Knight of the Reliquary fan. But it's so, it's interesting on a casual standpoint to not be able to, I would, I would, I would assume to, to brew in a way that you think would be fun because, you know, you have the three, two, three best decks in the format that are just kind of annihilating everything. So I think that kind of pushes things out. But do you feel, do you feel like that's the case? Do you think that it's it's still are you still able to brew that way? 
Uh, is this something that you that you enjoy as a pro player going to these tournaments and be like, okay, I'm expecting these two, three decks, and that's it? Yeah, there's definitely it definitely is nice like knowing like having like the expected like you know not getting surprised too many times in the tournament. Like I play against I I see my opponents playing rhinos and like I have like a maelstrom pulse and like a legion zend and some chalice of the voids in my sideboard and I like know like what I'm doing with that. Uh, and like if like for pro for pros who like don't play too much modern like rhinos is like the perfect deck for them like if you're just like a if you're just like a, a like a spiky drafter you should definitely pick like play rhinos because like it's all about like combat and like countering like maybe one or two of the right spells that's like great for those players mm-hmm. as far as like brewing goes i think that there's still like room there's still like a lot of room for innovation if you like look at like uh like some like if you were like wa- like looking at modern challenges like in the weeks leading up to this tournament, uh, there's like players like um, CFT Sock and Karate Dom are like playing like the Seismic Assault deck, and like um, if you look like Jody Keith, another like uh, uh, professional player, made like a really deep run with like um, like a mono white control Martyr of Sands like all removal like all white removal deck, and like. Those that like, yeah, you just like. I think there's a lot of like ways to innovate right now. I think part of the reason like that those two specific like uh, brews did well, the 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 seismic assault deck and the monoid martyr deck, is because like, even though like small creatures are like pushed out, like modern is still like, like right now modern is just like all every deck wins with creatures. Like all the decks are creature decks. Mm-hmm. There's not like a ton of like com- like hard combo that doesn't go through creatures at some point. Like if you just look, it's like rhino like at the archetypes it's like rhinos okay that wins with creatures it wins with to- it's like four four tokens diogmoth obviously is like creatures amulet titan wins with like even though that's like a hardcore combo deck like it's like the the key pieces of creature like ractor scan is just like john do you accept like dowdy void walkers if it's like creatures like living end creatures murktide creatures zoo creatures i guess creativity you could argue like it doesn't actually go with creatures but like it's weird because like the, like the small creatures are all pushed out of the format by Renin Six and Bowmaster and Yogmoth, but like these medium, like these medium-sized creatures are like thriving right now. It's like the entire format. It's, it's yeah. very strange. So would you say that it's it, it's so it's it's a very interesting place right now, right? Because I think there's a lot of and I, and I know a few of them, and I say a lot of them, but uh, there's uh, a handful of old school modern players who are kind of pushing away from the format because they think that the format has become something that they're not interested in. But I actually disagree. At times, I think the format is 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 in my opinion is thriving. If we just give the opportunity to kind of give, like I have a buddy who hates Ragavan, like just absolutely hates the design of Ragavan. And I said, I understand why you hate Ragavan, but you should play with it. It's a different feeling when you start to play with it. Looking at it, yeah, that there's no upside. Oh, okay. The only downside is the fact that it's a legendary. Okay, right, but. It's by looking at the card and just reading it at first, you're like, this is busted. This is this is ridiculous. But the idea, once you get those cards in your hand and you start to play that way, it's I actually really enjoy the format. And I think some weird, some like it, it's it's been like craved into like this interesting idea. It's like, oh, it's a turn two format, it's a turn three format. It's like you'd be surprised how many times I go to turns. Like you'd be surprised. It's it's yeah, not yeah. what people think it is, right? It's not what people think it is at all. So um I, I, I would argue, though, that I, I do understand that, you know, when you start to, I guess you could say, play test and practice for, pro, you know, for, for tournaments and stuff, I think you're, I would think that, I would think that you're practicing with, and again, I'm this is just me looking from the outside in, but I would think that you're you're trying different decks like the Seismic Assault decks to see, but they've already been prevalent in the form, prevalent in the format, right? I, I, I guess my... My only issue would be it's like, well, am I ever am I ever going to be able to play slow Gherkin out of the Reliquary in a deck, be, or or am I not going to? Like, does that just mean that I just need the format just needs to get needs to get a little slower? Do, do we have to get something that pushes out these two mana creatures and you know to give me the ability to play these things? But at the same time, as much as I would like to try, I just have so much fun playing the things that I already do. Right, like I, I like yeah. you said, I think the elementals are uh, the evoke creatures are very well designed um, at a face at, at face value. I think they're really really good, and they're and I think they're really fun for the format. And you could even argue that in commander they're really fun for the format, even though you don't really get to see them. Not too many people play them, but I, I think that those cards are really well designed. But it's just 
I would rather play those than play an out of the relic right nowadays. But I love that card. I, I don't know if I make sense. I'm just trying. To- <laughs> yeah, like you, it's like a, a, a lot of these modern horizons sets of like kind of. I think there are a lot of like card like help like there are cards that are good in like those sets. Uh, like solitude stops people from like 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 auto killing you with Igmoth Nexus or mm-hmm. like subtlety like if they like play like I hate to say it but primeval titan you know yeah. slows them down a little bit mm-hmm. uh but it does take away from some of like the nostalgia of like okay well here's my arc, here's my affinity deck it's got arcbrand ravager and perennial plating yeah. just like it did like 10 years ago and i yeah. know and i know all the tricks i can sack ravager and i get two counters because i have second ravager like and but like yeah it's definitely lost a little bit of that and that's like a trade-off of like the like the the the, the play patterns are definitely a little bit more Friendly than they were back in the day of just like oh well I'm playing affinity against storm and I just have like it's just a pure race but now you're you're like I'm playing uh, we're playing rhinos against uh, four color control and I ha- either even though I'm the aggro deck I'm rhinos I have some counter spells I can like fight mm-hmm. over maybe the one ring I can like try to like bounce their omnath and stuff like that you know it's I think there's a lot more going on like that in the past. So what do you think would be a great way to introduce or maybe reintroduce old modern players or let's just say commander player, any sort of player to get into the modern format? I essentially, I love modern and obviously this is why we're doing the podcast, right? And this is why I'm part of the podcast, but I absolutely enjoy modern. I've always loved modern. I have a soft spot for primetime playing it since standard. It's just, you know, it has a special place in my heart. So any opportunity I have to play Primeval Titan, I'm in, right? It just happens to be a tier one, which I'm excited for. And it's like, okay, this is cool. But when I try to explain, for example, to my commander friends or somebody else that hasn't played modern in so long, they're like, I don't want to play that. I no, I don't want to play modern anymore. Like I can't play Snapcasters. I go, yeah, but it's 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 fun. I, I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> um, obviously, the price point can sometimes deter people away. But I mean, if, if a price point wasn't the issue, right, what do you think can help players get back into the game or introduce them to the modern format? I mean, I think there are definitely like there are some like uh it's like definitely for commander players there are like plenty of like decks if you like want to like make big if you're like a, if you're like the type of commander player who like wants to make big plays like there's like Tron and Creativity are both like powerful decks that you can play with just like you want to win with your like eight and seven drops like those decks are good if you're like a if you're like a mono black sack player there's all, like Golgari Yakmoth is perfect if you like or even like one of the, or what yeah Cabal Coppers is like a tier two deck like EDH players love Cabal Coppers, right? Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like absolutely, yeah. And like the, the modern is definitely like even though like the top like two or four decks are kind of like work to protect each other from like being unseated. There's still like a ton of like open strategies. Like like yeah, you like Cabal like like, like we were just like Cabal Coppers is like mm-hmm. a, like a perfectly reasonable deck. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah, all those decks. But I, I also think this is also looking in the lens of a of a non-competitive modern player, right? On my side. Like I, I'm I'm gonna go to our LGS and play there every Wednesday or Friday whenever I have an opportunity to play and just have a good time and play with my friends. And you know, my friend, uh, you know, shout out to Elliot, but you'll be playing Urza Affinity, right? How often are you ever gonna you know, and that that's fine. Yeah. And he's like, I'm I'm sticking to it because I love this deck and I'm gonna do what I can. And sometimes he does well, sometimes he doesn't, and then you have our other friend who loves to play like Twiddle. I don't know if you've seen him play Twiddle Storm lately. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Esteban likes Twiddle. to play Twiddle Storm and, you know, like a bunch of fun decks. And it's just like, that's what I remember Modern being. But when it comes to like RCQs, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to play the deck that I know. Right. So I think that's also a lot of, of um, a lot of the idea that it's like, well, if I know this deck, that's the deck I'm going to play. Right. And so it's, it's always fun to go to an LGS and actually see people try different things. Um, obviously you're, we're not going to prepare for that if we go to an RCQ or vice, you know, if I were to go to an RCQ, it's like, I'm not going to prepare for, a, you know, uh, Urza Affinity or Twiddle yeah, Storm. Well, but, yeah, there's, there's so many decks that you can, you should just like focus on preparing for like the top ones. And then, yeah. Like, hopefully along the way, you're just like, oh, like, okay, I'm preparing for, uh, I'm preparing for Living End, but, oh, I got, like, I got paired against Dredge. Okay, well, so some of my cards are going to line up well, you know, like, yeah, uh, there's enough overlap with that sort of thing that you like, you, like, you can always like, have a fallback plan for this yeah absolutely and you know you're talking about tron i would argue that tron is the only old school modern deck that has still 
kept its power. I mean, outside of the One Ring, I mean, what else has it had? What else has it gotten since Modern Horizons Two? I, I would think that Tron players is all like if you notice if you ever go when you go to like an RCQ, you see a lot of Tron players there, and I think the reason is because their decks haven't really been pushed out, right? Because I think you don't need a lot of cards in in, in a way. I I was talking to one of our friends about that a couple of days ago. I said, "Go, oh, it's interesting how Tron is still Carn Liberated, and it's still." You know, Carn the Great Creator, and you still have your Worm Coil engines and your Earth. It's it's really interesting how that deck has kind of still stayed intact. But I think it's also because Wizards doesn't want to print another big card for Tron because that would just be bonkers. But um, I don't know. How, how, what, what are your thoughts on Tron right now? Yeah, I think the Tron. Looking back, it's top eight at the last three modern Pro Tours, and then it always kind of like fade, like it always fades back into obscurity, like <laughs> like. It, it's just like, I don't know, it's just like making seven mana on turn three is just going to be powerful, like, no matter what's going on. Like, like other cards in modern that have been, like, like the best card in modern have always been, like, contextual. Like, when Tarmogoyf was the best card in modern and then Fatal Push got printed, it, it got a lot worse because it wasn't, like, unanswerable anymore. But they're never going to, like, print, they're never going to, like, print, like, super strong land hate because, like, <laughs> they can't print, like, sinkhole or whatever like that. Like yeah. So you're, it's kind of safe, like the, it's kind of safe because because it, it goes off through like such a hard to interact with a uh, card type. I think that's probably why uh, it's been strong for so long. And then like if you want to play it like these days, uh, it's definitely like pretty solid against rhinos because they don't like you're they go off on turn three and they make ten power and then you go off on turn three and you make worm coil engine and you're <laughs> you're winning that fight. Yawgmoth oh. might be a little trickier just because like. You don't play too much spot removals. Uh, you can like maybe like cheese them with O Stone or something, but yeah, that one would be probably trickier. Yeah, I I really enjoy playing Tron. Uh, just especially when you go up against Tron on the opposite side, and you just see two Urza lands. You're like, oh, here it comes. Do they have it? Do they have it? Here it comes. And then when they do, it's just I, I don't know if you've ever known, but I get like the side relief when there's like an Urza's Town and Urza's Mine. And then on their next draw, they play another Urza's Mine. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Or like, oh, like, like, like Forest on turn two to, to, so they could to cast Seven's Crying. Like, okay, I got an extra okay. turn. I got a whole extra turn. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah it's, it's really interesting. I, I, I'm a big, I love Tron. And I think um, it, it's, it kind of holds a very nostalgia place for a lot of people in a way. Just because it, I think that's the somewhat obviously like living in uh, obviously and and um, and Yawgmoth have had you know previous success, but I mean from what it is now, I mean look at all the new cyclers that have been in living in it's it's totally different than what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. Like you're not even the same colors anymore. You're it, Teamer instead of Jun. Exactly. Like so it's changed a lot, but I would think that Tron is the only one that's really kept its peace outside of just putting in one rings, right? And I think I think that's always great too. Like when you have a deck that you are playing for a long time. Like, for example, me playing Amulet Titan, I think, obviously, you get new pieces here and there, and you yeah. make moves, right? New pieces. But the fact that the deck has still kind of stayed intact for so long, I think, is also reminiscent. But it's changed a lot compared to the Summer Boom days, right? I mean, that's a totally different deck than what it was. So yes. I think, yeah, if you were to compare Tron with every other deck that has evolved over the years, I think that's the only one that's kind of kept intact, which is cool, though. I think it's really great to kind of have that, like, old, somewhat nostalgic feel to just seeing be still being scared when seeing three Urza lands, right? Like it, that hasn't yeah. gone away. Uh, maybe we're, ex- maybe we're exaggerating too much. Cause now that I think about it, like arc brand ravager is like in a tier two deck. Like you can like hard scale is just like some good, has like some good matches against top decks. And then like, uh, like me and my, like me and my friends are like tested, like uh, testing Tarmogoyf is like a card that we like are playing in our Yawgmoth deck to kind of like, uh, like to, to help with the rhinos matchups because it's like just this is like bigger than a rhino what are they going to do about it like yeah absolutely there's like there, there's still like these old cards that uh are around like snapcaster mage is a wizard for flame of anor like yeah like tarmo like yeah inti got printed and it's like a way to give tarmogoyf trample or, like they they print agatha soul cauldron and it like works with all these arcbound ravager cards so like people kind of ex- like I, people might be exaggerating too much when they say like Oh, like modern has completely changed. Like, mm-hmm. like the, the the powerful cards are gonna find the, uh, the a way into homes. Just like as they like, yeah, as they put more cards, the, they're gonna synergize with more stuff. Like flame of North Snapcaster Mage into Tarmogoyf. Like, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean I I I would love to see Tarmogoyf make a make a return. Just the fact, like you said, right? It's yes. just more of like it's more of just the idea to say it's still good. Like it's not as 
you know, it's not as it hasn't been crept like people think it is. It's still if you, can, if you can get him through the if you can find a way to get him through the young wolves chump blocking him, like it's just a, it's 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 pretty good. It's a pretty good solution to the format. Like I would think so. In reality, it's a two mana five six most of the time. Let's be yeah, real. Right? Yeah, like it's a two mana five seven. It's just gonna if you can th- he'll throw down with that however many runners you throw at him. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's gonna throw it down. That's what Goyf is all about. Yeah. Absolutely. So, are there any new cards in the last few sets that you're maybe the new Karloff set that you've been uh, kind of interested in playtesting? Anything that you guys are interested in brewing? Something that you see kind of making a move at Splash in Modern or no? Excellent. Had a ton of cards. Like, yeah, we, we just talked. About, like, I just talked about in, like Intigue being like a way to like go uh, get your Torment Goyf into like into the red zone. The, the the new set I don't think is quite as powerful as that that Ixalan set was, although the Insidious Roots card that that like you could do you could kind of go crazy with that if you find a way to like exploit it like um we were testing some Asmo food deck and like if you have the nut draw with um Oval Chase Cookbook you can like like the, the the plant tokens will just like get out of control really fast I think that's and I, I I know that some of the channel fireball guys were playing one in Yarmouth, uh as a way to like uh, combo. It's like another combo piece because it if you have a young wolf and a Yawgmoth, uh, you sack the young wolf. It comes back from the graveyard. You make a plant token. You sack the plant token to reset the young wolf, and then you can go infinite that way. So Insidious Roots, I think, is probably the only card from the new set that like really stood, like, stood out to me. What are your thoughts on the surveillance? I'm actually really oh. excited about the fact that they're playing them. I I, I love. I totally, I totally missed. Yeah, like those are that, those are obviously duh. Those are obviously like the best modern cards in the set. Yeah, like yeah. you probably should be like if you think that you shouldn't be playing one, you're probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 everybody was telling me like, oh, you should try them in Yogmoth. They'd be pretty good. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to play a tap land. But then like you just like n- like not, nobody's like nobody's like your, your draw is like. Basically, rarely going to be perfect. Like you're, you're probably going to have like a spot in your curve where there's an extra mana lying around, and then just turning that into, uh, like smoothing out your draws, like so powerful. Yeah, especially in like, like, in rhinos, it's perfect because um, they don't, they, 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 they can only play some, like they have to, they can't really play too many cheap cards because of like the cascade deck building, and then like, Yawgmoth usually has like some extra mana lying around that you can play a tap land. Even like Merc, even like in Merktide, like it like it goes well with your graveyard stuff. I, I was gonna say, I think the I think the uh, the the is it Temple deck I think has is the best the best uh, the best deck for it, just because you have the DRCs and because you have that graveyard tempo there. Like it's just I think that is amazing, right? If you can't play a if you can't play a Ragavan on turn one, then just pass your turn and tutor for a tap land and just surveil the first card on top if need be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's always a really cool set too. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. I think, like you said, I, I if they're not playing them, I don't understand why. The fact that you can surveil, which I think is so much more powerful than scrying. Yeah. And the fact that you can tutor for them, it just makes it it just makes it just makes it for a really good card. Like I, I think it, all around it's just the It's solid. not the same as like it's not the same as like putting like temple in your deck because like you could like the fact that it uh, you can get it with the fetch lands means that you just like Whenever, whenever you have an ex, like whenever you your curve isn't perfect, you just scry one. Like, yeah. I don't like I don't have like two three four. I have two two four on mm-hmm. surveil on turn three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I I think those are those are amazing. Um, so I do want to ask you a question. Um, we are heading closer and closer towards the end of the episode, which I don't think we're near yet. But I do want to talk about one specific thing that Eli has a very Somewhat strong opinion on would you say hot take? <laughs> yeah. Would you say it's a hot take? Strong opinion? Uh, I mean, it could be a hot take. I think other people have the hot take, and okay. I have like the cold take. But maybe <laughs> that's just because I'm, you know, maybe this is perspective, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about your perspective. So, the hot take slash perspective slash cold take. We'll see what it is. We'll see what we'll see what the comments say. Um, that the one ring is not as powerful as people think it is in modern, or is it too slow in modern? Okay. Well. The One Ring like secretly has all of these deck building restrictions that like it looks like it, it doesn't have on the surface. Like if you ever play a deck without like like Shieldred or like Omnath to just like gain a ton of life, like it just it's you're, you're it's just gonna kill you, man. Like <laughs> yeah, especially with not especially with Orcish Bowmaster on the uh, now. Like you don't know how yeah. many times I want to react and just like I'm gonna lose like twelve life right now. This isn't yeah, what I just want. get d- domed. Yeah. yeah, like, okay, yeah, like, 
I just think like four like four mana card advantage can never can like never like be broken. Like four mana like I need four a four mana sorcery speed card, just like it can't be broken. Like Urza, Yogmoth, the one ring, like you like these cards are like you you all have like some you have time to react to them. If they get countered, like it's so much tempo loss. It's like there's something else go, going on that's making like those cards broken. Like for Urza, it was like the Astrolabe that was like the secret was like that was the real culprit mm-hmm. for Yogmoth. Maybe it's Gris, like we talked about earlier. And then like the One Ring, I don't know if it really has like the best cards that go with the One Ring are like all also four mana. So then your deck ends up being like four One Ring, two Shield Dread, like maybe some uh, other like life gain spells and control cards, and then like. How can that like that can't be broken? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a reason why blue white control has been pushed out of the format a little bit because I, I think the fact that you stick at four mana is, is pretty hard. Yeah, like uh, if you want to play blue white control with the one ring, then like like you either you're like double splashing for Omnath to like pr- like to protect you from your own one rings, or you just like are trying to get there with your like solitude attacks, which is like that's like really dicey. Yeah. I you know what? I was waiting for you to say it first because I also have a hot take on the one ring. I do not like the one ring in Amulet Titan. There has been so many times that I've drawn that card where I wish it was just an explorer. Because <laughs> it I'm just like a two-mana draw card to let me play an additional land is is pushing me towards my game plan than having to wait an extra turn. Now, granted, there have been times where I've played one ring on turn two, right? But that's because I have Double amulet of vigor, you know what I mean. So it's like, yeah, I'm yeah, we're, yeah we're already like, yeah, if, doing, if, if, we're already doing a home run. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's like I don't want to spend four mana to play a one ring, so that way I can draw one more card to see if I draw the actual answer that I need. At that point, I'd rather try to net up to six mana, right? Because you have so the line just the line just kind of suggests there. Now I understand the protection side of it, um, especially for an amulet titan player, like the idea that by turn three, turn four, you don't have an out. At least you have a turn. A, a turn of protection but by then it's just that that's all i really need i there's so many more times i would say 98 percent of the time i want to explore over a one ring every every time like it's just like yeah, dude, that's that's I, perfect that's perfect yeah, i yeah, that is that i'm gonna that's gonna be my new tag on on twitter guys no one <laughs> ring give me explorers i'll take the explore all day percent. <laughs> yeah but i you know but i also understand the power of the one ring. like i think in tron it makes a really good fit i think in certain decks, it does, but like you said, I think um, a four mana sorcery spell, I think, is pretty hard now. It's just the fact that, like we talked about before, it's just so and it's just so mana intensive, right? Like, it, there's so many things in the format that I would rather do than that. Like the fact that mana tithe is actually a really good card right now because I saw it like the Indomitable Creativity deck that top aided yesterday. Like the mana tithe was it's was the MVP of the deck. Right, because you're just tapping out on turn two, turn three. Everybody, for- yeah, everybody is so mana. Everybody's pushed towards being so mana efficient. So yeah, that makes yes. sense that somebody could get away with some mana tithing action. Yeah, yeah. like mana tithe is not something you're going to see in Commander, right? Because if you're playing five mana to cast a spell, you probably still have three more mana left over. So mana tithe is irrelevant. But if you in modern, I think it, it as of right now, the fact that it's, it's so efficient with mana, it's it's so mana hungry, I guess, or mana store, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. What are your thoughts on all the other decks right now? Like the four color control, the Omnat decks, the creativity decks. I, I know we touched a lot about, uh, Yawgmoth and rhinos, Ophos, and rhinos and stuff. Yeah. But some of the other, some of the other decks that are in the format right now, what are your, what are your thoughts on where the format is right now? When it comes to the other, I guess the tier 1.5, we would say. Sure. Sure. I think that, um, Oh, we should like the, the domain zoo kind of had like a breakout, uh, like a little bit of a breakout weekend because of like the, the new combo with the the uh five color ley line with the sign of Draco, mm-hmm. making it like a hexproof bane slayer. Mm-hmm. That deck, uh, that deck, like just like since modern, it's like so much about creatures. Like, if you told me, like, oh, like I have a combo with my deck, like I have a combo that like makes like a hexproof four four flyer with lifelink or whatever, and if you told me that and like. 2017 i'd be like yeah whatever like you're probably dying to grape shot by then right mm-hmm. these days like uh there's like there's so much like combat that i think that domain zoos like kind of could be a like a, an up-and-comer and then um creativity i saw that it had a really good weekend but i don't really i don't like i don't really get it because uh like playing like a five minute sorcery against like those like the the cascade decks when they have force of negation and like trying to like 
combo off using the one one dwarven mine tokens, like kind of like opens you up to Bowmaster. So I'm not really sh- like I, I, I'm going to be honest. Like I'm not really sure what happened there. Like I don't like I really don't I really don't like creativity right now. Mm-hmm. Hardened scales. I think uh, it has like a pre- like it has a really good rhinos matchup because you just like make your stuff bigger than the four four, but. Uh, and Yawgmoth can be actually okay if you like che- if you like Soul Cauldron one of- if you Soul Cauldron one of their things then you can probably like, you can cheese them out. Mm-hmm. The problem is that I like uh, a lot of people like Artifact Tate is like so easy to come by these days with like Forest of Vigor and like Besages and Main Decks. So I think it's like really hard to go off like through Artifacts. But if you can like if you can like get away with it, like uh, Soul Cauldron is just like really good. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting. Uh, I, the Soul Cauldron has definitely like has definitely upped the idea that Yogmoth now has another way. I guess in real like another. Um, I, I've heard somebody said it's like another Yogmoth almost like a fifth Yogmoth when it's yeah. caught. You right? Can, you, yeah, you can't you, you can't you can't kill it. You have to exile it. Otherwise, yeah. like they have they just have redundancy for like, and it's even cheaper. They have redundancy for two mana, and they just keep going. Yeah. It's yeah. When I saw it get the soul card, I think I played you actually. Uh, with I got, that was the first time I saw it play, and I was just like, "This thing's ridiculous. Why is this okay? I'm dead." Yeah, it's only, <laughs> yeah. It costs. It's yeah. so cheap too, and like yeah, it has like it can be graveyard hate too. That's definitely yeah. one of the cards that's making Yawgmoth tier one. It's just like redundancy for your dead creatures plus like interaction for like the graveyard is just like so mm-hmm. good right now. Absolutely, yeah. So what what are your thoughts uh, as we wind down here? What are some of your thoughts on where you'd like to see the format go? Um, what you're hoping for in the future, uh, maybe even a little Modern Horizons three take. Yeah, I think that the format's in like a pretty good place. It's like there are like some problems, but it's like definitely in a really good place. Even though there's some issues, like maybe I think if I could like if I could change one thing, I might ban Violent Outburst, but not like the rest because I don't want to. Like I I liked how they when they banned Fury, like sca- like Rakdos Scam didn't die, just like kind of like switched mm. uh, uh like switched it up a little bit like they weren't like as in on the combo with that uh fury and i think if you ban violent outburst like you would still see they can just switch they can just become they can go from bant uh they, they can go from teamer to bant and play ardent plea which is like basically the same thing as violent outburst but it's a sorcery and that would like just like make the deck like a little bit easier to fight against mm-hmm. i think like yeah i think if like the rhinos didn't have flash like some of the time, format might be like perfect. Maybe even I don't know. Yeah, interesting. And what would you would? Is there anything in the yeah uh, on the deck? List? Oh, on the and then like I, unbanning something. Yeah, I, I mean the artifact like the artifact lands are probably fine because art. There's so much good hate right now for artifacts. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, just the uh, fact that one of the great creators in the format, and then you yeah, have Horse yeah, Tiger, yeah, Karn, yeah, or the, this it's, like, yeah. it's so hard. It's so hard to play like an all-in artifact strategy. Yeah, there are a bunch of cards that like wouldn't make a big splash if they were unbanned, like, but like you probably shouldn't unban them, like Dread Return or Blazing Shoal, like cards that have like never been legal. Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't be powerful enough now, but like, like why, like why mess around with that stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you, if you, I actually think bridge from below because when they banned bridge from below in the first place i think that was just obviously that was a a move to not get rid of hogak at the time but i think bridge from below is, is fine but i think with uh dread return if you were to unban dread return you can't unban bridge from below so yeah you probably can't yet yeah, yeah so, too much yeah so but if you want to unban something i i actually think that bridge from below would be something that you could actually but to kind of keep up with the to kind of keep up with the with the meta but because Bridge from below is once you kill one of the zombies, they're gone. And like you said, there's so much graveyard hate and so much things around. I, I think I think it'd be real. I mean, the fact that you can probably get, I mean, when I would play Dredge, the best turn I get would be turn three with Ox with the Ox of Agonis, and then I just happen to have like two Prismograms and like three Narcomibas in there, you know, like something ridiculous. But that's very few and far between. But if you were to get that, you get five zombies, right? So yeah, on the top end, it seems pretty pretty annoying to get so much power in one turn but in i would say 95 percent of the time you're not doing something like that 
And it's just with so much removal, like you said, with Dead Gone in the format, with Fire Ice in the format, even Lightning Bolt, um, even Unholy Heat just kills a, a, a you know a two two zombie token, and that immediately just gets rid of all your bridge from belows, right? So I think, I think that's okay. But again, I don't know. I didn't I didn't play around the Hogak Summer at the time. I was I wasn't playing at that time, but I didn't see the power of it. But I I can see. I know why Hogak was strong, but I think you can bring back bridge from below if you have no Hogak personally. But I might be wrong. Ever, yeah, ever since faithless looting, like graveyard strategy, like graveyard strategies, just like haven't really been like a big thing in modern. Just like it's like it's so hard to get a card from your your hand into like the graveyard these days. Like there, you see people playing like the faith, like the the blue white faithless looting. It's what yeah. is it? Faithful like, mending. Yeah, you see people playing the, the yeah faithful mending and the otherworldly gaze, right? Where you surveilled two or yeah, that, yeah that that one is that one is much better. Uh, yeah. And that's like the closest thing you have, and yeah. even then, like there's just like oh, I don't know what if you're, what if you just have three lands on top and like you can't get your your stink Williams rolling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's kind of a so I I think giving, but again I think because yeah, I think, right, so yeah. high up in the uh, on the on the storm list, I think uh, yeah they're gonna be very careful with that. Yeah, but I find it interesting that we've had storm cards be printed, but the name of the list is called the storm list, but yet. We haven't had any charge cards. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. What, what, the, the last storm card they printed was a like game three life. Like no, no, no one. You can't. You literally. You, if you can't die to it, then it's fine, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But the fact that they still had a card that had storm in it, I was just like, well, how come I can't get a dredge? Give me a dredge four. I'm okay with that. <laughs> give me something better than Gogarth. Like, give me the card. Yeah, they like give you like the faithless looting with rebound or whatever. Like, yeah, so, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, let, let's just make dredge relevant. I guess I, I'd like to see dredge become relevant, but. It's kind of hard. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, thank you so much for being on the show, but I'd, I'd love to give you the um, love to give you the mic for a bit. And, and if there's anything else you'd like to talk about, uh, yeah, please bring it up. And again, where can people follow you? And where can people, you know, I know you write articles for Channel Fireball. Yeah, my articles uh, are on Channel Fireball. Although, in going forward, I'll, if if I do have more if I do have more articles that I want to put out there, I might uh, just put them out on my Twitter, which is going to be at uh, BlackShirtMan. Uh, and I, I'll, I might be posting them for free now instead. Oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. Can't wait to take a look. Well, Eli, thank you so much for coming. Um, I know this is a little impromptu on both our ends, but I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I love talking modern with you. Thank you so much. Uh, again, if anybody wants to follow the podcast anywhere, it, you can follow us on TikTok at the MM Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We have a Facebook page uh, at the MM Cast. You can follow me at Renee the Great on every platform. Um, thank you so much for uh, joining us and hopefully we can get a little more, uh, some more episodes out, but um, yeah, please let us know in the comments what you guys think about the modern format, what it's, what's, what it's going to take you to get back into modern and maybe Eli and I can convince you to jump back in. I, I think that's our goal, Eli. That's our, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Even though it's in February, that's our new year's resolution. And we got to get yeah. five people into modern this year. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining. I appreciate it. Thank you again, Eli. No problem.